And good afternoon. You're listening to Ken Hudnall. This is the Ken Hudnall Show. Coming to you from our studios right here in exciting El Paso, Texas. Gateway to the Old West, the most haunted city in the country. What day is June the 13th, 164th day of the year? 201 days remain to the year's over with. And let's see. Holidays and observances. Somebody asked me why I was doing this. That's because you all have asked for it. International Community Association Managers Day. National Sewing Machine Day. Feast of St. Anthony Day. Uh, International Albinism Awareness Day. We're supporting all the albinos in the population. International Axe Throwing Day. My grandmother was pretty good at that. Maharana Pratap Jayanti. The king was set up against the, the Mughals. Uh, National Call Your Doctor Day. Of course, it doesn't say what you're supposed to call him, but be as it may. National Shimoy Day. National Dance and Movement Therapy Advocacy Day. <coughs> National Forklift Safety Day. National Francis Day, National Jane Day, National Kitchen Clutches of America Day, National Productive Business Civility Day, National Ouija Garden Day, Random Acts of Light Day, that's any act of kindness, and World Softball Day. Well, (coughs) we've been talking about a a lot of different topics. And today we're going to talk about shadow people. Now, let me ask you this. Have you ever experienced fear of the dark? I know a lot of people have. Does walking out into the night give you issues? With nothing more than a candle or a phone light, perhaps. A lot of children have uh, fear of the dark, far more than adults. But when I was I had my first platoon in the military, several of my soldiers had issues with the dark. And most adults have at least a little twinge of discomfort in complete darkness. Now, a lot of researchers think this comes from evolutionary traits our ancestors had many, uh, many eons ago when they weren't so high up on the food chain. And because there were so many nocturnal predators, the night or darkness was associated with danger. And we don't have very efficient eyesight in the dark, and that doesn't help. Well, for most people, this doesn't translate into full-blown panic, but it does keep us on our toes. When we look out into the dark and feel that extinctive prickling on the back of our neck, we're um, afraid of the unknown. We like to conjure up threats of predators and monsters. And Now, there's a lot of debate that has gone around whether or not shadow people are real. 
whether they're figments of the imagination from an overactive brain or actually nothing. Now, some people believe shadow people don't exist. That our mind plays tricks on us, creates them. And sometimes we work ourselves up enough to see strange figures and shadows in the and shapes in the shadows when there's nothing there. Um, one good indicator for determining if, in fact, uh, what you're dealing with is real is analyze your environment and your emotional condition right before the experience happened. Some of the questions you might ask yourself is, what was I thinking in the past few hours before I saw these shadow figures? Had you watched any TV or movies that disturbed you, made you fearful? Had you taken part in any discussions within the last couple of days that involved the paranormal or something supernatural? Sometimes things we watch or say or think can predispose us to look for specific threatening uh, visual um, clues. This may be partly due to the fact that uh, the human race is predisposed to be alert to predators. And suppose you find that you're seeing these shadowy figures consistent without any of the previously mentioned factors. Well, if that's the case, you may very well have encountered a real shadow person. Now, the existence of what we're referring to as shadow people is completely deniable. Whether popular perceptions of them are accurate or not. A lot of folks have gone through supernatural experiences and seen these shadowy phenomena on more than one occasion. And some have even seen their shadow-like silhouettes move across a room and slink into a corner, maybe go into the closet. Now, most folks who've encountered shadow people would describe them as something akin to a dark, not quite discernible shadowy figure. And quite often they're said to look like a person. Which is, of course, why they're labeled as shadow people. Uh individual I used to know uh, at his parents' home used to see what he called the fedora man um, around the shed that his parents had in the backyard. Now, fedora, of course, is a, an old name for a hat. Um like folks used to wear in the 30s and 40s. And he had a lot of interactions. Now, of course, his parents told him it was his imagination. But he grew up and had a child. And one day the child started talking to him about the fedora man that she had seen around the shed and out behind the parents' home. Now, he had never discussed it with her. And she said the man told her his name was the Fedora Man. So uh, there may be more to it than we think. Now there were reports of shadow people that have variations, of course. Some have threatening glowing red eyes and others appear to wear a, a hat or a cloak. Some take on more of a mist like uh, and appear slightly non-humanoid. Now, these figures are mostly seen out of the corner of your eyes when you aren't looking directly at them. 
but you may catch them in a passing glance. And this could be explained by their mysterious nature, of course. Maybe they don't want to be seen most of the time. Now, some people see these figures during bouts of what is known as sleep paralysis. Others have seen them during waking hours, which makes them all the more mysterious. Some report seeing a move across walls, often strangely and unnaturally. Sometimes when they move, they take on a, something of an amorphous sort of misshapen look. Now, this particular factor is interesting because we usually glimpse them through our peripheral vision. And more rods are gathered in the peripheral section of our eyes and combs, and rods are responsible for picking up signs of movement rather than actual detail. Now, this could very well mean that seeing a shallow person from the corner of your eye says they're already moving. Whether you saw it or not, it's still a, I guess you could say, a little bit creepy. Generally speaking, shadow people uh, give us a sense of unease. Now, I just got an email from a listener who said, you didn't give us our history segment. And that's quite correct. Before we talk more about shadow people, I'm going to address the history segment. Now, in 313 A.D., the decisions of the Edict of Milan, signed by Constantine the Great and co-emperor Valerius Licinius, granted religious freedom throughout the Roman Empire. And on this date, they're published in the Commedia. 1325, Ibn Battuta begins his travels, leaving his home in Tangiers to go to Mecca. He was gone from his home for 24 years. 1381 in England, a peasant's revolt led by Watt Tyler comes to a head as rebels set fire to the Savoy Palace. 1514 Henry, Grace of Dieu, more than a thousand tons, is the largest warship in the world at this particular point in time. Is built at the New Woolwich Dockyard in England, and on this particular date, it was dedicated. 1525, Martin Luther marries Ekaterina von Bora against the celibacy rule decreed by the Roman Catholic Church for priests and nuns. Now you got to ask yourself, why would the church insist that priests and nuns not take mates? Allegedly, it's so that you wouldn't be distracted from your service to God. But I have questions about that. In 1625, King Charles I of England marries Catholic Princess Henrietta Maria of France and Navarre at Canterbury. 1740, Georgia Provincial Governor James Oglethorpe begins an unsuccessful attempt to take Spanish Florida during the siege of St. Augustine. 1774, Rhode Island becomes the first of Britain's North American colonies to ban the importation of slaves. 1777, American Revolutionary War. Gilbert Dumartier, Marquis de Lafayette, uh, lands near Charleston, South Carolina, in order to help the Continental Congress train its army. 1805, Lewis and Clark Expedition. Scouting ahead of the expedition, Lewis and four companions see the Great Falls of the Missouri River. 1855, 20th Opera of Giuseppe Verdi, 
That's for Press Sicilini, Sicilian Vespers, who's premiered in Paris. 1881, USS Jeanette is crushed in an Arctic Ocean ice pack. 1886, a fire devastates much of Vancouver, British Columbia. 1893, Grover Cleveland notices a rough spot in his mouth on July 1st, undergoes secret successful surgery to remove a large cancerous portion of his jaw. This uh, operation was revealed to the public until 1917, which was nine years after the president died. 1895. Emile Lavasseur wins the world's first real automobile race. Completed a 732-mile course from Paris to Bordeaux and back in just under 49 hours. At a then impressive speed of about 15 miles an hour. And I was picking them up and putting them down. 1898, Yukon Territories formed with Dawson chosen as its capital. 1917, World War I, the deadliest German air raid on London of the war is carried out by the Gotha G-4 bombers and results in 162 deaths, including 46 children and 432 injuries. 1927, aviator Charles Lindbergh gets a ticker tape parade at Fifth Avenue in New York City. Nineteen forty four, World War Two. The Battle of Friers Bocage. German tank ace Michael Whitman ambushes elements of the British Seventh Armored Division, destroying fourteen tanks, fifteen personnel carriers, and two anti tank guns. Uh, he had a Tiger One tank. Nineteen forty four, World War Two. German combat elements reinforced by the seventeenth SS Panzer Grenadier Division launched a counterattack on American forces near Carrington. Also, in 1944, Germany launches the first V-1 flying bomb attack on England. Only four of the 11 bombs strike their targets. 1952, Catalina Affair, Swedish Douglas DC-3 shot down by Soviet MiG-15 fighter. 1966, the Supreme Court rules Miranda versus Arizona. Police have to inform suspects of their Fifth Amendment rights before they question them. That's colloquially known as... Mirandizing somebody. 1967, President Lyndon, I'm going to be King Johnson, nominates Solicitor General Thurgood Marshall to become the first black justice on the U.S. Supreme Court. 1971, Vietnam War, the Times began publication of the Pentagon Papers. 1973, the game versus the uh, Philadelphia, Fears at Ve- Philadelphia Phillies at Veterans Stadium. Steve Garvey, Davy Lopez, Ron Say, and Bill Russell play together as a Infield for the first time. They went on to set the record of staying together for eight and a half years. 1977, convicted Martin Luther King Jr. assassin James Earl Ray is recaptured after escaping from prison three days before. 1977 also saw the Empire Cinema fire take place at Green Park Deli, resulting in the deaths of 59 and the injury of 103. 1981, at the Trooping of the Color Ceremony in London, teenager... Marcus Sargent fires six blank shots at Queen Elizabeth II. He was inundated with attackers. Uh, nineteen eighty. He wanted to be famous, don't you know? Nineteen eighty-two. Fahd becomes king of Saudi Arabia when his brother Khalid dies. Nineteen eighty-two. Battles of Tumbledown and Wireless Ridge during the Falklands War. 
took place on this date. 1983, Pioneer 10 becomes the first man-made object to leave the central solar system when it passes beyond the orbit of Neptune. 1990, first day of the June 1990, Minnesota, Romania. At least 240 strikers and students are arrested or killed in the chaos ensuing from the first post-Saseku elections. 1994, a jury in Anchorage, Alaska, blames recklessness by Exxon and Captain Joseph Hazelwood for the Exxon Valdez disaster. It allows victims of the oil spill to go after $15 billion in damages. 1996, the Montana Freeman surrender after an 81-day standoff with FBI agents. That was when FBI agents were more concerned about the law than they were about politics. 1996, Garuda, Indonesia Flight 865, crashes during takeoff from Fukuoka Airport, kills three and injures 170. 1997, a jury sentences Timothy McVeigh to death for his part in the 1995 Oklahoma City bombing. 1999, a BMW wins the 24 hours of Le Mans, with Toyota being in contention for the win until the puncture in the last hour. Relegated it to second place. Toyota was not participating in Le Mans again until 2012. The race is also remembered for the flipping incidents involving the Mercedes cars. The team was drawing mid race, and Mercedes never entered Le Mans again. 2000. President Kim Dae jong of South Korea meets Kim Jong il, leader of North Korea, at the beginning of the first ever inter Korea summit in the northern capital, Pyongyang. Also in 2000, Italy par- uh, pardons Mehmet Ali Aka, the Turkish government who tried to kill Pope John Paul II in 1981. 2002, the U.S. withdrawals from the Anti-Ballistic Missile Treaty. 2005, the jury acquits pop singer Michael Jackson of his charges for allegedly sexually molesting a child in 1993. 2007, the Al-Asarki, excuse me, the al Askari Mosque is bombed for a second time. 2010, a capsule of the Japanese spacecraft Hayabusa containing particles of the asteroid uh, 25143 Itokawa returns to Earth by landing in the Australian outback. 2012, a series of bombings across Iraq, including Baghdad, Helal, and Kirkuk, kills at least 93 and wounds over 300. Uh, 2015, a man opens fire at policemen outside the police headquarters in Dallas, Texas, where a bag containing a pipe bomb is also found. Uh, he is uh, later shot and killed by police. 2018, Volkswagen's found a billion euros over the emission scandal. 2021, a gas explosion in Zhangwan district of Xi'an City in Hubei province of China kills at least 12 and wounds over 138 others. Well, now that we have done that, and I have, um, I make it a point to try to do a history segment in every show. And if for some reason I overlook it, I appreciate being notified. Now, talking about shadow people, there are various types of paranormal entities. Some of which, uh, when you start to think about the matter, immediately come to mind. There are theories of ghosts and demons and interdimensional creatures, even time travelers. 
All these things have interesting characteristics. Nobody's decided for certain just what the shadow people are. Now, there are different forms of shadow people, which perhaps stem from all these various life forms. They could encompass a trace of energy or essence left behind by one or, or another of these entities. And that can lend some explanation to the fact that people have witnessed many different types of behavior from shadow people. Now, in most cases, they seem to display passive tendencies, appearing to watch from a distance like a, a stalker. But they have been known on occasion to show aggression. Some people even report being attacked. And people experience different feelings about them as well, mainly when their appearance differs from the, shall we say, plain black shadow people. Some uh, carry strange auras that radiate ill intent, curiosity, even hatred. And sometimes the presence of shadow people seems to cause dreams. Uh, some people report experiencing nightmares or night terrors after they spot a shadow person. And it may well be reason for concern. It could be a sign of the shadow person's intent. And of course, there's the unexplained phenomena of sleep paralysis outside of dreams. Now, many scientists agree that this is most likely due to neurological processes. It's still a frightening experience, not one to be minima, uh, minimized. And even science doesn't have a complete explanation for this. So, you can't rule out shadow people having an influence. Of course, these scientists who come up with these brilliant ideas don't come out of their ivory towers to deal with us mortals. And while there's undoubtedly much to speculate about these unsightly things, uh, tracing their presence back through time can be somewhat useful for learning more about them. So we're going to do a little bit of talk about uh, the term shadow, uh, the history and folklore of shadow people. Now, the modern term shadow people is coined by paranormal research and book author Heidi Hollis, who insists shadow people have been around since the beginning of time. Now, while it is true Heidi Hollis is a current author, shadow people have been mentioned throughout history. We find mentions of them in folklore and personal experiences for at least the last millennia. Uh, it's interesting to see them show up in mythology from continents and civilizations around the globe. And although there's been some variation in their legends and stories, it seems to point to the genuine possibility these entities are real and are not just uh, mental aberrations. Now in Japanese folklore, there's the belief of the Ukakubi, a type of yokai or supernatural creature, said to be able to detach its head from its body and fly around as a shadowy figure. A lot of African cultures has a belief in the ancestors who are believed to exist in a separate realm from the physical world. They're said to be able to appear to their descendants as shadowy figures. Then the Choctaw and their descendants uh, have inhabited the Mississippi region for as far back as 8,000 years. And their culture is rich in history and folklore and a lot of stories. Um, and now, in infinite wisdom, 
federal governments recognize three distinct and what are called federally recognized tribes. <coughs> when we dig into the mythology of all of them, there's clear connections between a entity called the Lusa Chito and what we call shadow people. But they've got stories about this creature, which is also known to them as a Impasilup. Call him the soul eater in his appearance. We're identified as being long and black with small eyes and pointed ears. It's closely connected with a person's inner being and state of mind. And of course, they believe he would creep inside somebody's mind if they were overcome by depression or evil thoughts and eat their soul. Now it has a lot to do with a person's inner being because the Choctaw believe that men have two shadows, outside and inside. The Shilup is a man's inside shadow, similar to the concept of a soul. And it's said to depart to the afterlife, uh, the land of the ghost, as it were. However, they say a man's outside shadow, the Shilumbish, would be left behind on earth. The Shilumbish is the outside shadow that, uh, that you may see when you um, walk out on a sunny day. Being left to wander around their old home to frighten those who remain there. And one interesting fact about the Shilumbish is it um, can often imitate the sound of various animals. And the Choctaw people knew how to differentiate it from real animals by seeing if it got a response. Similarities between the vicinity and the shadow people may have witnessed uh, a little chilling. It would certainly explain why most experiences carry a malevolent undertone. Uh, the idea of a person's inner shadow, a soul being left behind, similar to the mainstream concept of ghosts and other creatures of um, the darkness, so to speak. Now, within the Cherokees, it's said to be a creature known as the Raven Mocker. Though they were identified as witches, they still exhibit characteristics reminiscent of anthropomorphic shadows. It takes the shape of a bird as it moves through the air, giving it its title, and makes a piercing raven-like cry to announce its intentions. And this introduces uh, their most terrifying characteristic. Their purpose is to go into the home of somebody ill or dying and reap their soul. When people hear its cry, they understand what's about to transpire. It appears either human-like shadowy figure in, uh, or invisibly to whoever's sick and crowd around them in groups typically to torment and frighten them as, frighten them as they pass to the next world. And there are a lot of stories about these monsters, including one about people who could keep them from coming into sick people's homes because they possess knowledge of the right medicine. And if there was nobody present with this medicine, they believed that witches would take the heart out of the sick person's body. And because they were invisible, nobody else in the room could see them and would only notice the heart was gone after they had left. Uh, certainly there's a large body of information about the uh, raven mocker. Now from the Cherokees, let's talk about the Egyptians. As old as that civilization is or that culture, certainly they have stories about uh, shadowy entities. Um, you find a lot of them in Egyptian folklore. They believe a person's soul has seven distinct parts, and each of these parts are 
presented as physical manifestations performing different tasks even after the death of the body. The particular piece of the soul identified these shadow people as is Kaibut. It's said to take the shape of a shadowy man able to move around on its own accord. These beliefs also led the Egyptians to conclude that a person's shadow contains an essence like piece of them within it. And certainly that may well be true. The Greeks and the Romans also had stories. Um, they describe a person's shadow as a completely separate entity. Now, science would regard our shadows as simply a natural occurrence from the sun shining over us. Um, still, there are many ideas in folklore about a person's shadow either coming alive or having sentient characteristics. People of Greece and Rome had interesting beliefs regarding shadows. They both saw a person's shadows being able to be separated from their physical body. Now, the Greeks, of course, believed the person could give up their shadow to one of the gods. And some sinister parts of this particular process involved Zeus Lycaeus, the origin of the werewolf. They believed that a person went to the temple or sanctuary of Zeus Lycaeus would lose their shadow. This ties into the medieval idea that creatures such as werewolves and vampires couldn't produce a shadow. Roman mythology, they called a person's shadow a shade. They also believed that shades journeyed down to the underworld after they died. They were also known by the word umbra. Now, not everybody, according to their beliefs, was sent there. Similar to the Christian ideas of heaven and hell, they said that the so that group of people wouldn't be reduced to shades and would instead live in the divine sphere. And there's some interesting European beliefs as well regarding shadows in the soul. Their mindset contributed to assumptions about witches and how they thought they could identify one. And because they believed a person who had sold their soul to the devil had no shadow, they'd corner women suspected of witchcraft to see whether or not they still had a shadow. It's yet another instance of shadows being linked to somebody's soul. And there are many superstitions in Europe revolving around a person's uh, shadow, such as warnings to not let it fall over a grave or come too close to a cliff. Maybe the most frightening folklore about a shadow people is their belief that the shadow beings desired blood without it couldn't be reborn. Now in the Middle East, as usual, they've got a, they march to a different drummer. There are stories in Middle Eastern culture about uh, beings called the Dajin, or the Jinn. Arabian folklore says these creatures are created from the winds, not of the smokeless fire. Generally regarded as having various intentions and personalities. Some people viewed them as benevolent, although they typically sought uh, something in return for their help. So for that reason, they weren't considered truly positive beings, but... Uh, they were most sought after for their own well-being and benefit. Jinn uh, are also said to be similar to demons because they had some sort of agenda uh, against humans. Their tendency to mischief leads them to willingly and intentionally cause havoc and confusion. And this stems from the fact that apparently they have free will. In other words, the Jinn can display good or evil behavior of their own volition. Now, one major reason people con uh, connect the jinn to shadow people is they can shape shift. Typically, they 
can't perfectly change themselves into human likeness. Some part of their body will betray their true nature. There are also dozens of stories about the jinn making contact with humans, sometimes going out of their way to, sometimes, or sometimes after being summoned ritualistically. And both of these things tie into the shadow people. Now, after all, if it's possible for some of them to actually be jinn in disguise, it might make sense that they have made themselves known to humans repeatedly. Um, if you look at the pagan beliefs, there's a stark difference in the connotations. Rather than thinking shadows malevolent, being seeking harm or signifying a restless soul, they believe the person had achieved everlasting peace. They viewed these entities as people free to wander, unencumbered by any needs. And, of course, not all pagans think this way, but some view shadow people, similar to many others, uh, most of these beings likely have some negative energy or intent, was the underlying thought. If you deal with them, you have to be careful. And a, well, one interesting uh, side note about the typical encounters people have had with shadow people is that nobody ever sees a feminine-looking figure. Repeatedly, or reportedly, they also either have a masculine body structure, sometimes wearing a hat or a coat or a cape, or you can't identify them. Still being determined if this is significant uh, to what the shadow people actually are. Still, it could clue us to the nature of these beings. But if you look into the scientific community for answers on this subject, as usual, it's a mixed bag. There are, however, general ideas most scientists have reached uh, a consensus on. They would affirm these shadowy people and ghostly encounters have no factual basis and evidence they're created in their minds. I can't say for certain one way or the other which is true, but it's worth studying. Now, to give you an idea of the validity of scientific conclusions, um, a number of years ago, I had a very serious injury. Uh, of course, uh, the medical powers that be said I was imagining it. It was all in my mind. Take ibuprofen. It'd solve everything. took 44 years to determine what the actual injury was. And it was quite serious, let me tell you. You know, scientists will say that some of these experiences, at least in the waking hours, could result from heightened senses, emotions, or even nerves. Essentially, you see an odd shape in the darkness. There's out to be a cluster of items on your chair or your dresser. And of course, we've all been in that position before, regardless of what we believe about shuttle people. And also bring up intentional blindness, a term used in psychology that means failing to notice visible objects or people. At that particular point in time, your attention's entirely focused on something else. Um, I mean, ask yourself how often when we're absorbed and paying attention to one thing might we miss something else that's happening around us. That's why I witness testimony is suspect. In other words, we might spy Strange music, movements and see a door left mysteriously open without realizing somebody else came into the room a few moments before and opened it and didn't bother to shut it. 
And there's an interesting idea in psychology known as confirmation bias. Most people see, uh, tend to subconsciously seek evidence or information that confirms pre-existing beliefs or expectations. In other words, seeing something like a shallow person could be possibly simply because the idea has been planted in your mind. You either want to or are fearful of encountering one. As a result, you do. Now, people frequently witness shadowy figures when they fall into a deeply unsettling event known as sleep paralysis. During these events, people find themselves in a state between sleep and consciousness, but they can't move their body. This is also associated with what's known as the old hag syndrome. Most reports of shadow people are modern times occur when somebody's in this state. Usually, the witness sees a shadowy humanoid figure standing somewhere in the room or even next to the bed. And they become terrified for a moment as they're helplessly observed and they slip back into a deep sleep. Now, there are a number of scientific explanations for sleep paralysis. Of course, scientists have an answer for everything. According to many sleep researchers, in most cases, sleep paralysis is a sign your body's not moving smoothly through the stages of sleep. Also indicate a lack of sleep, sudden changes in your sleep schedule, or even increased stress. In 2006, a study was done in Switzerland. Uh, found that certain brain stimulation in the left temporal parietal junction can cause a person to feel an ominous, shadowy presence around them. A young woman being examined uh, spoke of feeling the shadow person behind her and at one point even touching her. And she also claimed to know what he wanted. These found it interesting because scientists um, linked witnessing uh, shadow figures with certain psychiatric neurological disorders. When a person enters sleep paralysis during the uh, REM stage, they can feel like dreaming while awake. And because we experience dreams during this stage of sleep cycle, our body seems to shut down our muscles as an almost protective measure to keep us moving around and maybe hurting ourselves while we're having these dreams. This may explain um, why a sleep paralysis involves inability to move or react to what we see. At this point, people often experience what are called hallucinations, where they may see a shadow person in the room. Scientists, of course, have an explanation for this. It's, uh, they say it may result uh, be the result of your brain working hard to interpret any signals your eyes pick up in this confusing state of consciousness. And, of course, whether or not it's true, it can be horrifying. Now... Despite the uh, many reports or, or sightings of shadow people, a lot still needs to be understood about these entities. One area where there's room for more research is in the scientific study of shadow people. Some researchers afford the possibility of sleep paralysis and hallucinations as explanations, uh, but much is still not understood about these entities. Subsequent scientific studies explored the brain this activity associated with shadow people encounters or begins to investigate the potential for these entities to exist in other realms or alternate realities. And of course there's parapsychology which studies paranormal phenomena including encounters with supernatural entities such as shadow people. 
And while parapsychology is not widely accepted as a legitimate field of study, it's still the possibility for more extra examination of these entities. Parapsychologists may explore the possibility as lovely existential perception as explanations for shadow people encounters. Now, shadow people encounters are often associated with spiritual or occult traditions. Research may explore the connection between these encounters and traditional spiritual practices such as shamanism or magical practices such as witchcraft or demonology. And researchers may explore the potential for shadow people encounters to be used as a tool for spiritual growth or healing. And another area where there's room for more research is in the um, anthropological investigation of shadow people encounters. Anthropologists may explore the cultural beliefs and traditions surrounding shadow people encounters in different societies and explore the potential for shadow people encounters to be used as a form of cultural expression. And finally, there's the need for community outreach and support. I mean, let's face it, folks. Encounters with shadow people can be traumatic and isolating. And it's very important for people who've had these experiences to have access to resources, resources and support. Um, and while a lot more needs to be understood about shadow people encounters, there is potential for future research to shed more light on these phenomena. Now, as I said earlier, there are different types of shadow people. Not all of them act the same. Not all of them even appear to be the same. And it seems there are different types of shadow entities with different behaviors and outward intentions. And though the idea of becoming friends with one of these creatures uh, is not recommended by anybody, documenting their actions can give us a general, pop, uh, as a general populace, better understanding of what they are and where they come from and how to deal with them. Now, almost every person who's come in contact with some of these shadow people experienced an ominous or a threatening sensation during the encounter. Whether or not the figures actually displayed out loud aggression or ill intent is irrelevant. Many recorded instances of mysterious or clearly violent uh, circumstances. Now, the shadow beings mentioned in Choctaw, Choctaw, Cherokee, and Middle Eastern stories all display violent or at the least selfish behavior. Then the Luso Chido um, are set on chasing the remaining family members out of the home. Raven mockers from Cherokee legend steal the souls of those dying. And the Jinn are known to be self-centered beings that provide figures while looking for ways to trip up the, the very humans they appear to be trying to help. And some shadow people, though they look the same as many non-aggressive featureless shadow people you might have seen, have been known to target sleeping individuals. According to some researchers, these creatures have beaten or choked or even picked up and dropped people in their sleep. That may explain how people fall out of bed. And science has shown that during sleep paralysis it's possible to experience a choking sensation. Or So some have dismissed these encounters as um, the results of sleep paralysis. For those who've gone through these traumatic situations, it 
must have felt as real as another person in the room putting their hands on them. And others exhibit stalker-like activity, watching obsessively and unrelentingly from your house's walls or corners or crevices. They may not attack, but in, some, in these cases, people report seeing them repeatedly, and when they do, the shadow people didn't waver or hide from view. So why do they appear to observe with such deep concentration? We have no answer to that question. One person who shared their story described a shadow person seemingly bent on inciting terror. They described how, while taking a midnight nap, the entity appeared during what felt like an inescapable, lucid dream. They began hearing the sounds of a television show beside the bed, even though there was nothing there. And of course, they've heard knocks at the window, and behind the glass pane is a dark, faceless figure. Second figure of identical statue entered through the bedroom door and sat on the edge of the bed. And there have been a few instances where the shadow people in these circumstances have even spoken. Now, whether this is a dream or not, it's evident that whatever being they encountered didn't have benevolent intent. And then there's a story that originates in a particular apartment complex in Knoxville, Tennessee. Current time, residents have talked about uh, encounters with shadow people. And there's a reasonable amount of questioning about whether this is connected to a mysterious death that took place there in 1928. The case involved a woman named Lillian Haynes who suffered a bloody death within the estate that used to stand on the grounds where the uh, apartment complex is. Suspicions arose because of the multitude of unanswered questions and the fervent way her son insisted on it being suicide rather than murder. Some suspect the shadow people seen throughout this apartment complex could be restless spirits connected to this brutal, somewhat ambiguous death. As near as I can determine, that death has never been solved. Now, some theorize shadow people more closely um, connected to humans than we may think. Others believe they could be uh, alien entities. Now, these ideas are more prevalent among those seeking scientific explanations, but uh, they actually seem the most inexplicable. Some of these theories suggest that shallow people are time-traveling visitors coming to our uh, existence from another point in the future, explaining their human-like uh, form. According to one researcher, it's in the nature in which they travel that makes them unable to materialize as fully-formed humans when manipulating the space-time continuum. So it's really to think that this would imply that if it were true, all shadow people are time travelers, so we have to wonder about the violent behavior some of them exhibited. Seems a bit questionable unless some people from the future are simply looking to play tricks and let out their angle on unaware surveillance, or maybe their own ancestors. Seems more likely if time travelers in the form of shadow people exist, they're actually just one type of shadow person. Another theory is that these entities are actually extraterrestrials. And there's a connection between their appearance and alleged alien abduction. People have spoken of encounters with aliens typically noted unsettling behavior, such as passing through walls or disappearing or reappearing at will. On the, the TV show Ancient Aliens, there was the discussion about shadow people and their potential otherworldly origins. Now, of course, this is a most unnerving 
possibility. You have to ask yourself, how would you react if you encountered one of these entities, be it time traveler or alien? One interesting possibility, of course, involves the concept of astral projection. In other words, the shadow person is an out-of-body experience for some unknown person. Some believe when we sleep, we all travel in these astral channels, projecting a piece of ourselves outward and unconsciously moving about. And some people wonder, seriously, if these shadow people could be a manifestation of this projection for witnessing others wandering about during their sleep. Sometimes transient shadows may be shadowy figures that appear to be traveling to a particular destination, and they don't pay any attention to the people who see them. Um, these particular shadow entities um, exude an intense air of mystery, considering it's nearly impossible to tell where they're from or what they want. And people may also call these rambling shadows uh, because they move from one place to another with no pausing in between and no consideration for any humans that might be encountered. Considering these theories of time travelers and extraterrestrial beings alongside this particular behavior, it's, it is possible to infer some connection between them. Now, there are those that claim that shadow figures are actually omens. And the word omen itself carries a number of connotations. Omens are events that people believe signify the coming of something, either good or evil. Term may initially trigger negative ideas and fore, uh, foretelling, but it could also prophesy uh, positively. But in most cases where shadow people are associated, it seems more likely there are warnings of illness, possibly even death. Typically, omen-bearing shadow people are tied to a single person, sometimes witnessed uh, multiple times and disappearing after an unfortunate or traumatic event. There also been sightings of shadow people inside hospitals. The amount of foreboding energy has to be unmatched for those who witness them while waiting at the bedside of a loved one. Now, unlike the shadow people that appear as omens, those associated with hauntings are usually tied to a specific place, such as a house or a building or other types of location. Many degree, these hauntings stem from an event, almost always negative, violent, or traumatic. And that brings us back to the Lillian Hayes, uh, Haynes story in Knoxville. And whether you believe her death was a suicide or you think it was murder, there's very likely a connection between her tragedy and the, the shadow beings that have been seen uh, in the building. Could these shadowy people witnessed by the inhabitants of this apartment complex be there to do to Lillian's death? We don't know for sure, but certainly it's not something we can rule out. And these entities tend to display more aggressive behavior, ranging from negative and intimidating energy to physical attacks, and in some cases, possessions. Shadow uh, figures this malicious and intent on harm are usually tied into the demonic and can be incredibly dangerous to encounter. Now, some people enjoy exploring and investigating places that uh, have stories of hauntings. But it's something you need to approach with some caution. Now, we've looked at the different types. So let's talk about what you might refer to as the main types. Most commonly known shadow people are the human-shaped ones. This is because they're the most often observed and talked about. 
Also, different types of human-shaped shadows and multiple uh, causes uh, people attribute to their sightings. And they've been seen awake, dreaming, or in sleep paralysis. And they're often seen with no sort of adornment, clothing, or features. Also appear on walls or in dark corners. Some have been reported standing beside their bed at night. While they carry an undeniable negative energy, and most people feel uneasy or even frightened when they see them, this type of shadow person is typically harmful. They usually watch from a distance, exhibiting a sort of curiosity. And it's also possible that they are in some way leeching off the the energy people exude. Where it will contribute to the negative and fearful feelings they inspire. Now the one that I've been told the most about is the, the hat man or the fedora man. And while most shadow people appear genderless, genderless, featureless, and without clothing, the hat man is is um, known by the fact he wears a hat and coat. People have described him as wearing varieties of trench coats, capes, cloaks, top hats, fedoras, and cowboy hats. Variation is interesting because it automatically implies that there are multiple hat men instead of just one visiting numerous people. And similar to other shadow people, the hat man has been seen both awake and asleep. Some even claim to feel and see the hat man on top of them in their bed doing sleep paralysis, pinning them down. And there have been times when the hat man acts as an ill omen, appearing to somebody right before there's a traumatic event. Other than this behavior, they're known to observe from the sidelines rather than interact closely with the people they visit. Interestingly enough, while some have only encountered him once, others claim to have been stalked by a hat man for years, like the individual that I know. He and his daughter. Hat man exudes negative and intimidating energy wherever they go, leaving those who see him feeling threatened and vulnerable. Many even report being left with an unexplainable feeling they'll see the hat man again. Because of their attire, there's speculation that these are intelligent entities intentionally keeping us from understanding their origins because we are not ready to access that knowledge. Some people even think they may be alien. Time travelers are people from another dimension collecting information and knowingly instilling a sense of fear in us. thought of an entity like this watching you for years and gathering information about you is certainly disturbing. And of course, there's a Another interesting form of human-shaped shadow known as the hooded shadow. Similar to the hat man, they're less ambiguous than other shadow people. Instead of wearing a hat or a coat, though, they they have a hood over their head. Aren't known as being aggressive, but seemingly curious about what they observe. Now, there's another type. And it's hard to say which is the most ominous, a shadow person with a distinguishable human shape or one that seems to move and uh, contort less clearly in a burly haze. Black mass shadow people don't hold true to one rigid form as the human-shaped ones do. They resemble more of a shadowy cloud, but their essence makes it clear to everybody in the room there's an entity present. We look at the beliefs surrounding these shadow figures, they're even more foreboding. Many think these shadow figures are once negative human spirits that have begun to lose their humanity and grow in power. Now, there's other types of shadow people. We'll talk more in detail about them tomorrow. But we've run out of time for today. So until tomorrow at this time, this is Ken Hudnall for the Ken Hudnall Show saying have a truly great evening.